the only talk radio afternoon drive show that makes sense. Beyond the headline with Aldrin Simpia, right here on SAFM. It's 22 minutes after 4 o'clock. We're in conversation next with the Head of Public Diplomacy at the Department of International Relations and Cooperation, Clayson Munyela. The implications of South Africa's stance on the Ukraine-Russia conflict continue to be felt. A group of legislators in the White House or in the U.S. are calling for this year's African Growth and Opportunity Act Summit, or forum, to be moved away from South Africa. This as it remains unclear whether or not South Africa will continue being a part of AGOA. The U.S. is South Africa's second largest single country trading partner and AGOA gives duty-free access to 25% of South African exports um, to the U.S. based on certain criteria and certain products. Is this the kind of response warranted or is the U.S. justified in how significant is and, and how significant is AGOA and uh, South Africa's status of that AGOA? Joining us now on the line, Clayson Manuela, head of the public diplomacy at the Department of International Relations and Cooperation. Clayson, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. What does Pretoria make of that letter from Chairperson Kunz? Yeah, it's it's we're noting it, but it's particularly disappointing because this follows um, the president's decision to send special envoys to the U.S. Uh, they returned uh, recently, um, and in the U.S. they engaged um, several stakeholders and influencers, you you could say, decision makers, including members of Congress and some of the individuals uh, who have attached their signatures to this letter, were privy to the conversations. And in the conversation, we explained South Africa's active non-aligned position uh, when it comes to the Russia-Ukraine war. Um, and the feedback we got, including from the Pentagon, was that they have no problems uh, with our non-aligned position. In fact, they understand it. Um, what is also particular uh, concern to us is the factual inaccuracies in this letter. Uh, for example, they talk about uh, the matter of the Lady R as if South Africa has not taken a decision and explained it to them. They knew even then that the president was determined to institute an independent inquiry uh, in terms of what happened there. But linked to that is a public statement which is on record that has been made by the National Arms Control Committee, which is the committee of government that would uh, approve any sale of arms by the South African government to another country. And that committee has spoken on the record that there was never any approval or decision to sell arms to to, to Russia. In fact, this would be in uh, in contravention of the law because Russia is involved in a conflict. So you put all of these things that have happened together and then there is this uh, lobbying that they are doing uh, that the AGOA Forum should be moved from South Africa. We also need to make the point that this does not represent a view or decision of the U.S. administration. This is uh, some lawmakers who are trying to lobby for such a decision. Yeah. So, so does it then mean that South Africa has been unable to convince them otherwise or indeed um, around what a non-alignment stance means? Because in this letter, again, um, they say that South Africa is neutral and then also go on to say you just made reference now to um, to the Lady R um, to the Lady R saga. And they say that 
Intelligence suggests that South African government used this opportunity to covertly supply Russia with arms and ammunition that could be used in its illegal war in Ukraine. Seemingly, they're still convinced um, that South Africa did um, actually supply those arms to Russia. Yeah, but you see, they, they can't be convinced if uh, uh, none of them have provided evidence uh, to the contrary uh, uh, of what we are saying. And this is why the inquiry that has been instituted by the president becomes important, because anybody that claims to have some intelligence or evidence uh, that uh, some sale of arms took place, then they must go to the inquiry and provide that. Uh, and this is why we urge for everybody to wait for that inquiry to take place, and let's see what comes out of it. You therefore can't use that as an issue for lobbying for a decision on a matter uh, uh, relating to the Ogoa Forum to say it must be moved from South Africa to another African country. Is this not the same tactic we saw previously of divide and rule? So another African country must accept to host at the expense of South Africa uh, and what then happens between us and that particular country. Uh, this is a tactic that we don't think is helpful uh, and, and we certainly wouldn't agree with it. So, so what happens now, now that this letter has been written? What is Pretoria going to be doing about this? Because the lobbying is still continuing, although a decision hasn't been taken as yet by the Biden administration. Yeah, so so there's a statement we're issuing, and we make the point that this uh, constitutes lobbying by four lawmakers. It is not a view of the U.S. government that we are talking to daily uh, on or on at least on a regular basis. So we're comforted by the fact that this is not a view of the government. The engagement between South Africa and the U.S. government continue. And in fact, we find that in the uh, conversations we've been having with them, they understand our position uh, and are fully supportive of the inquiry that the president has instituted on the Lady R issue. And uh, we don't think that uh, this lobbying will go anywhere because the AGOA Forum will take place in South Africa in the month of November, and we've got the support of the Africa Group as well as business. Um, on the on the summit going ahead, and if the decision is taken to actually take the summit to a different country, what conversation would Pretoria then be having? If that no, does you happen. See, it's- you see, this would not enjoy the support of uh, African countries. As I said, South Africa has the backing of the Africa Group, which is the uh, African countries that are part of AGOA for mm-hmm. us to host this. So any country that is approached to host would have to speak to us as well to say, you know, I do, it's, it's, it's a non-starter. It's really something that the Africans would not be supportive of. Okay, uh, a final one. Um, the 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 presidency indicated that uh, the report itself from the judge will not be made public, and they gave the reasons why that is the case. There are these allegations that are being made by lawmakers who are not South Africans and not part of South Africans South Africa's government or legislature. Would South Africa be sharing that finding with them? No, I'm not sure that the presidency said the uh, findings would not be made public. The report. Yeah, I I think the the, the statement was to the effect that this report would have to be given to the presidency or the president because it's the one who instituted the inquiry. He would then decide how or when he communicates the outcomes of that that inquiry uh, in the public domain. So I think because there is this uh, level of interest, uh, understandably so, at some point uh, everyone would have to be told what came out of that inquiry.
Okay, thank you so much for your time. Clayson Munyela there, who is uh, the head of uh, public diplomacy at the Department of International Relations and Cooperation. Um, I think that um, they did say that the report will not be made public because of um, some concerns around around intelligence. And I, uh, we raised this as well, That, but then what happens to the allegations? Um, because the allegations still remain there. So once the report is finalized to actually squash the allegations, um, the report would need to be handed over to those or some at least of the people who are making the allegations so that they can see what the findings are. But would that be made public to South Africans in general? It's half past four.